Storyteller in the Fog podcast presents The Legion. Frank Morrison was 19 and had little to show for it. He'd stopped attending school after being kicked out of the basketball team for shoving a referee into the stands. Yet Frank was a man of potential, who could light up a room despite his bleak childhood. At six years old, he'd been taken away from Calgary to start a circuit of foster homes. No matter how many times he'd lashed out, threw tantrums, and got into fights, they kept moving him to new, unfamiliar houses. His last move had been three years prior when his foster dad, Clive Andrews, had picked him up from the adoption center. They'd been on the road for seven hours before reaching a small bungalow in Ormond. It would be the longest time they'd spend together. Clive was too busy trading checks from family services for drinks for the bar. Ormond was a small, stale place, a remote town of 6,000 inhabitants where gray winters drag on for most of the year. Frank did everything he could to get into another adoptive family, but he changed his mind when he caught the attention of Julie, a beautiful girl who was convinced that she deserved better than a life in Ormond, and Frank, as an outsider, was her ticket out. Frank attended the party she threw, where everyone was younger than him and easily impressed, which he liked. He met the impulsive Joey, who liked to show off, and the shy, naive Susie, who was Julie's best friend. They would hang out at an abandoned lodge up Mount Ormond. Their time together was perfect from breaking the boring conformity of their small and significant everyday lives. Frank saw it as an opportunity to shape their lack of experience into something powerful. He lined up nights of debauchery and rampage, testing their limits. Bullying, vandalism, and theft were essentially their weekend plans. It came to a point where they would do anything he asked. Nothing was off limits when they put their masks on. One evening, Frank dared Joey to vandalize the store that had recently fired him. They snuck inside easily enough as the building was supposed to be empty after closing hours. But a cleaner who was still there grabbed Julie as soon as she came near. Hearing her stifled cries, a dark impulse took over Frank. He rushed to her, old knife in hand, and without hesitating, planted the blade into the cleaner's back. As the group stared at Frank in shock, he ordered them to finish the job. Joey clenched his jaw, grabbed the knife, and stabbed the bleeding man in the ribs. Susie didn't want to. Frank shouted at her. They had to finish what they started. Julie closed her eyes and slid the knife into the man's chest. She handed the wet blade to Susie. They were all in this together now. Susie stared at Julie in disbelief as Frank grabbed her trembling hands and inserted the knife deep into the man's throat. Frank told them to move fast. They mopped the blood off the floor stashed the body in the trunk of Joey's car, and drove up Mount Ormond. All four were digging in the muddy snow to dispose of the body when Frank spotted something moving in the woods. He grabbed his knife and broke from the group to check it out. The fog thickened around Frank, becoming so dense that he could no longer see ahead. He retraced his steps and stumbled onto an ominous trail. He followed the eerie path as if it called by the darkness. Julie, Susie, and Joey finished digging, but Frank was nowhere to be seen. Julie spotted his muddy footsteps in the snow, and the three of them followed the trail, which took them deeper into the woods. When Julie, Susie, and Joey did not return home that night, their parents thought they'd run away with Frank. Each family came up with a different theory. The mood in town changed, however, when a body was found by an abandoned lodge by Mount Ormond. Hello and welcome to Storytellers in the Fog, you little gremlins. Um, I am Chaotically, and today's special guest is... Hi, I'm Raz. I uh, now go by It's Raz on Twitch, YouTube, uh, and Twitter. And I'm a big fan of this game. Yes. And uh, who do you want to talk about today? Uh, My favorite killer in the entire game, the Legion. Well, only two of them. I don't like the other two. Which two are your favorite? Uh, Frank and Joey. I am a dedicated really? She Legion disliker. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I love Susie. I'm Susie and Joey. Susie and Joey are my favorites. I hate Frank and Frank and Julie. Hate them. Yeah, I uh, I tend to catch a lot of flack from people because I don't like the She Legions. You know, I'm with you on the Joey though. I'm not quite a Frank fan. I can see why you'd be a Frank fan. I'm just not on that level. I totally get it. Trust me. <laughs> 
Um, so at this point in the podcast, they'll have listened to my like dramatic reading of the Legion. So mm-hmm. what are some things about their backstory that like you like a lot? So this is probably going to sound kind of lame, but uh, I honestly really enjoy the fact that the Legion are as a group, the most human killer in really the whole game. That's fair. They're, you know, they're just a, a group of four kids who uh, really at the end of the day got peer pressured into kill this guy, join my band of misfits, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, he, they, they sure got peer pressured hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I enjoy that they're, you know, we have so many dedicated monsters you know with uh with the dredge and with demogorgon you've got uh humanoid adjacent you know in things like spirit and oni and wraith but you didn't really have just people until the legion came out right because like even huntress was like monstrous yeah trapper you know is is people adjacent but not people anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And they really just, I mean, they, if I'm correct, they walked straight into the fog after burying the janitor, right? Yeah. So, uh, so Frank, I think he heard or he saw something. I don't remember which in the lore. Um, but he, while they were burying the corpse, Frank, you know, noticed something and ran off to go check out what it was. And, the others were like, well, Frank never came back. Let's go look for him. And so they all just wandered off into the fog willingly, essentially, and, you know, ended up here. Do you think that now that they're all in the fog, they blame Frank? Or do you think that they all function well still, even though they're trapped there together? I think that probably Susie is very upset with Frank. Um, Susie was the, the one who was reluctant to start killing in the first place. So I think she probably blames Frank for this, you know, now never ending cycle of kill a bunch of people, go back to wherever the killers hang out between matches and then go kill more people again. Uh, but I imagine, uh, Julie's probably super on board because Julie's whole thing is she just wants to impress Frank. You know, she just wants his acceptance, essentially. Uh, right. And Joey, I think, is probably somewhere in the middle. He was willing but not super enthused at the idea of killing people. Yeah. Yeah, because um, she Frank kind of makes her participate, like literally physically grabs her hand and makes her kill the guy. Yeah, she was forced to uh, to stab him by Frank. She didn't want to do it. Um, what do you think? Like, I feel like the Legions are like one of the least tied in killers because they all kind of just like have each other. So you don't really see them a whole lot in like, I guess, in like some of the lore of the others. But what are some of the tie ins that you know of before I talk about some of the tie ins I know of? I mean, obviously, the big one for me is uh, knowing, you know, Legion with Jeff because Jeff came through Ormond after them. But that's, you know, mm-hmm, they're tied mm-hmm. together in their chapter. Yeah. Uh, as far as tie-ins to other characters, I'm not familiar with a lot of them. I haven't done a super deep dive on to, uh, you know, the various tomes and things like that. I tend to look more at uh, more at add-ons and more at the character lore as opposed to where they mesh with other characters well jeff is the main one um he's the one who has the biggest kind of background lore with them um and there's a lot of theories roaming roam ruminating ruminating ruminating, whatever there's a lot of roaming theories that jeff actually isn't that much different um in age of them he was just taken later into the fog so a lot of people have this inclination that jeff has actually met legion before legion was taken into the fog interesting i could see that like maybe they maybe they went to like the same school or something but i know that um from what i have read into it that jeff was not only was he taken later but he used the legions uh like their 
I don't know if if urban legend is is the right terminology, but he used their story and created yeah. uh, you know the big mural and everything. So he would have had to have found out about them at some point and then ended up in the fog, you know, attached to them due to proximity or whatever weird yeah. thing, you know. Um there is there's like a um obviously like some of like their their items and stuff are kind of tied in but a lot of people have a running theory that a lot of his vinyls and stuff are things that the legions have in their add-ons um because he got really into like metal and uh he like started collecting and stuff um but there is a huge um a huge kind of like mix-in lore that a lot of people have found where him creating the mural was because he was technically growing up ish alongside them i think he would have even been a little bit younger than them um but when he found out the murals like freshly after all that happened so they would have maybe maybe grown up adjacent to each other like you said like maybe at the same school or something but all of them were born there in ormond so it's maybe not entirely true that they would have maybe ran into each other but i feel like it would have been hard for them not to almost because he didn't get taken like a whole lot later he just got taken later in life he was they're like end of their teens and he's like 30 yeah the the legions were all taken as uh you know as as 18 year olds as adults with frank being the oldest i believe he was a year ahead of them at 19 and uh yeah and Frank is, or uh, excuse me, Jeff is, I think, yeah, is like early to mid thirties. And they say in the Legion's lore that Ormond is not a big city. They say it's like six or 7,000 people. So it would have been hard for them not to have at least at some point crossed paths in some way, you know? Yeah, it's, um, and one of the, not to get too much into Jeff's side of things, but um, one of the coolest things, I guess, about their lore is, like, they're one of the one of the few people that have people looking for them once they left. Um, there's not a lot of lores that end with people in search and um a lot of the parents of like Susie and julie and frank and joey all kind of figured they just ran away together um but they did become like missing persons and then jeff also had um there's a dog that's like supposedly like never ending trailing him and his scent Um, so they're some of the only people who have people like quote unquote searching for them or like missing them yeah which i think for me again ties back into the whole these are just normal people you know these are Mm -hmm. they're they're young adults you know but for for most adults somebody who's 18 or 19 years old is still very much a kid so you would have somebody looking out for somebody who's Mm -hmm. that young and it is neat that they're they're so much more human than the others um why why in particular like do you have reasons as to why frank and joey are your favorites I don't know if there's anything particular that that drew me to those two. I know from an in-game perspective, uh, I like the the like the idle stances that Frank and Joey have more, and their their noises are less uh, intrusive for me. I really dislike mm. the female Legion like grunts and stuff like that. They're just very loud to me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Oh my god, I'm gonna murder him. Are what are your favorite um, perks and add-ons to run on Legion? So for a long time, I was the the Legion that everyone hated the Thanatophobia Dying Light uh, combination. Okay. Okay. Um, but honestly, ever since their rework, uh, I haven't felt really any need for that combo. Uh, I run more of the like uh, enduring and spirit fury and jolt and then i kind of flex that last perk into whatever if i want like a pain res or if i want like a lethal pursuer to start off early or something like that that fourth perk is always kind of a flex but i keep uh, jolt enduring and spirit fury on religiously um mm-hmm. and my add-ons are really kind of all over the place i experiment with everything 
I really like having a mural sketch on no matter what. I don't like the never sleep pills mural sketch thing. I feel like that's way too overdone. Everybody runs it. It's really fucking annoying to go against. So I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something like a mural sketch for, for the increased speed on chain hits with uh, like mischief list or uh, one of the rulers or even like friendship bracelet for the longer lunge when you're in frenzy. Uh, I, I like to mix it up. You know, I try not to be every single game, a default build. That's fair. Try not to try to mix it up. Keep it interesting. Yeah. Test things out every now and again. I've, I'm still kind of working through, you know, which add-ons work with which perk loadout for me depending on how I play, but I do pretty much always have mural sketch on there unless I'm doing uh, like the extreme palette hater build, which is uh, Julie's mm-hmm. mixtape with the eerie button. I love the eerie button. It's, it's life. Yeah. It's so great. I miss the old, uh, the old map wide terror radius though. That was great. Yes. That was, um, I, those days were fear. It was just straight fear all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you know that Joey is the only one out of the legions that have yet to have a surname initi- like initialized through DBD? Like he doesn't have a last name, as far as we know. Yeah, he's the the only one that we're missing, and I don't know if that's gonna come like maybe in a tome or uh, I think Susie's. We only found out because of that charm. Uh, her last yep. name is on her student ID, so maybe they'll do something like that for him. Yeah, and they gave Julie and her, um, and I think Frank, they all have like their own little separate tomes, um, which gives like a little information and inside look of each of them. Um, Joey is like my favorite Legion. Like if I had to pick one, it would be Joey. So I'm excited to learn more about him. He's very like, he kind of gives me early, um, he kind of gives me early like Stumacher, Billy vibes. Like he gives me early Ghostface vibes. He's very cocky. Yeah. He's very like sure of himself. He knew what he wanted to do, but at the same time, he's very like reserved. Like he he knows he's a badass, but he doesn't like. It's just he's just one of the neater characters to me. And of course, being a 1980s scream fan, I was like, okay, cool, let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his one of his he is like the most mysterious to me out of all of them. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Joey is the. Uh... Joey's kind of like the the right hand man, you know. Frank is obviously the the mm-hmm. leader because he's the one who came up with all of their all their horrible plans and everything. And then Joey was kind of right there next to him. He knows that he's not like on the same level as Frank, but he's just below him in terms of like which members mm-hmm. of the Legion are really invested. Yeah, I definitely for sure, and I think. And I, this is just, you know, I, people may hate me for hating on Julie, but I feel like Julie's like more obsessed with, I feel like she's on Frank's level of obsession with murdering, but I feel like she does it to almost impress Frank sometimes, like with her stories and background. And she's like very mean girl about it. Yeah, Julie is, she definitely strikes me as like the, like the, the cheerleader going after the jock in high school, you know, yeah. where she just... All she wants to do is make an impression on Frank. She just wants to be like, she wants to matter. So she's looking for that validation specifically from Frank. She doesn't care what the other members think. She doesn't care what like the people at school might think or like the adults in her life. She only cares about Frank, like almost to an unhealthy degree. Have you seen uh, Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox? Oh, a long time ago, yeah, but so, not recently. Megan Fox's character reminds me of Julie, and then uh, the Susie character reminds me of the Sticky. Um, she's like very reserved, very kind of like always has her hoodies on, like really reserved and like super shy. And Julie and her were like best friends um, when all of this was going down. They were like besties, so I just kind of get those like. Like they've always been best friends and Julie took off and like took off into this mean girl stage and Julie or uh, Susie just kind of stayed back. And then Susie just got roped into this because of it all. So they give me like those vibes. I know that it's like silly to keep comparing them to like other horror movies, but that's kind of like why I or how I compare them when I'm like playing against them or like look at their lore. Yeah, Susie's definitely like the uh, 
she kind of almost feels like a you know like when you're watching a, a high school setting film where she's like the the nerdy girl who kind of she doesn't get picked on but she gets left out of things a lot yeah and julie like steps up and is like always like why are you so lame and not coming hang out with me at these parties yeah and Susie's like because they're lame <laughs> and yeah, julie like I makes her go yeah, yeah exactly um I think that's mostly it. Is there anything interesting or anything that like snagged you from their backstory that we haven't talked about or anything? Um, I don't think there's anything specifically in their backstory that we haven't gone over. Cause really their, their lore from, you know, their character page is not super deep. I imagine more of it is in, uh, tomes or like memories and things like that yeah and it kind of like spans out in their tomes because like I said like uh, Julie and Susie have pretty expansive tomes going on right now um, and kind of just confirms what we were saying about like their personalities and like who they were in high school kind of thing um, one of the the neat things about like their add-ons and stuff is that like they each have like tapes kind of mm-hmm. like the mixtapes and they're like they're one of the only, if not the only, killers to have something that can actually change their music, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any other killer right now that has a, a change in their music, which is, I think it's interesting they gave it to Legion instead of, like, Trickster. I agree. I think Trickster's, but they, um, it's actually, Trickster's song is qualified as a lullaby, like Huntress's, so I don't know yeah. if they ever will. However... The Baba Yaga skin that changed it up just slightly for Huntress made things so haunting and alluring. I wonder if they won't do something like that for like Trickster even. Yeah, I hope at some point they do because I really feel like, you know, Trickster was the one that was in the music industry. You know, he was the performer, but they gave the mixtapes to this band of, you know, angry, angsty, pissed off, stabby teenagers instead. Well, you know, the angsty teenagers are always the ones who are going to have the differing music, I guess. You know, like when you look at it in that sense. That's true, yeah. Is there any changes you would make to Legion right now if you could make them? Like if you could be part of behavior and change some things about Legion, is there anything you'd nerf or buff or add? There's a handful of add-ons that I would like to see them change. And I know like Legion has been through multiple add-on passes. They've gotten numerous reworks, um, even from their base abilities back from when they were first released. Um, but things like the, uh, the stylish sunglasses that show you survivor auras when they're mending within mm-hmm. 24 meters of you, that when are you ever going to get value out of that? And what is it ever going to do for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of their self-mend add-ons I'm a really big fan of, though. Um, things like the stab wound study that give you uh, aura reveal when they self-mend, which is great because it doesn't notify them of anything. Um, the the broken add-on, it's one of, the, uh, one of the pins, I believe. I think it's the Legion pin. I think the Smiley pin is a different one. Uh, those are great forcing people to stay injured but uh and i talked about this with uh osu on our podcast actually there's not a lot of good survivors like high tier experienced survivors who will even bother to heal against a legion so that add-on becomes less and less meaningful the more experienced you and by extension the survivors you go against become Uh, but i think other than that i like most of their add-ons they're all in a, a decent spot um they have the etched ruler, which is an oblivious add-on, which is another one that I would change, um, because the the way that Legion's power works is the only time that a Legion can see you when they're in Feral Frenzy is if you can hear them. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever like actually noticed that in like my gaming, I guess. Yeah, so uh, without with uh, without the uh, Susie's mixtape, which increases their killer instinct detection radius, the only time that a Legion is able to see you with killer instinct is if you can hear them. So the fact that they have an add-on that makes the survivor oblivious when you hit them in your power means that for the next 60 seconds, anytime you frenzy, you just don't see that person. <laughs> Which robs you of information mm-hmm. as the killer player. Yeah, it does. Um, so 
I decided while we were sitting here talking about this that I would dive a little bit into their um, their tomes a little bit more. Hmm. And it does say that they straight up met Jeffrey. Oh, um, does it? Yeah. So Joey got fired um, from a, I think it's like a record store, just like a store. Um, and they, they end up raiding the store um, and stealing some items for like their cabin and stuff, like when they hang out and are just chilling. And Jeff works there. Um, oh. So he did actually come in contact with them. That's underneath Julie's um, lore herself. They it, they specifically specified under that. Oh, and you know what? It is in their uh, their default lore as well. It doesn't say that it's Jeff specifically, but there's mm-hmm. a line in their default lore that says, one evening Frank dared Joey to vandalize the store that had recently fired him. Yep, yep. Interesting. Yep, and she... Um... She was, we were right. I mean, she instantly fell in love with Frank, which is, you know, we, everybody generally knows just from the base lore that she has like a crush on him because it says multiple times that she just kind of does whatever Frank says. Yeah. She's definitely like, I I hate to say it, but she's definitely a doormat for Frank, you know? She is for sure. (laughs) Uh, so Joey was also best friends with Julie and Susie before they met Frank. So before Frank was ever even like the leader, those three had already kind of known each other. Um, and Julie met Frank first and kind of introduced them all. Um, and Frank was the only one out of the legions to move to Ormond. His foster dad moved him and like basically sold all of their living stuff for alcohol and stuff. Well, I guess that kind of explains why he, you know, became in charge. Because I'll know from, you know, from my time in school, whenever there was a transfer student or somebody from out of town, dude, everybody wanted to hang out with them. They wanted to hear stories about somewhere they hadn't been before. Yep. Yep. And I guess he was like a troublemaker right off the rip, was like bullying people and stuff. And Julie was naturally attracted to that since she was the mean girl herself. Um, And that's how they all kind of like tied in. All revolves around Frank. It all comes back to him. It does. It always does. And uh, he, I was trying to see if his dad, because Clive Andrews highlighted, but it doesn't say he's in like any other lures yet. Which I mean, usually behavior doesn't mention a name unless they plan on putting it somewhere else. He hasn't been brought up anywhere else yet. But I'm saying that it it's very likely he could be eventually. Yeah. Um, but he Frank's. Frank's favorites, um, the reason he hurt people, this is super fucked up, but the reason he hurt people is because he found them ugly. Damn. So if he found you ugly, which I don't know if you've seen Frank unmasked, but he's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if he, he, if he himself considered you ugly, that's why he bullied you and hurt you or indoor vandalized your stuff. Hmm. And apparently Julie, Susie, and Joey did not fall under that ugly uh, ugly stance for him. You know, that kind of opens up a whole nother can of worms for me about why the legions all wear masks. Yeah. Because if if Frank's whole thing is, if you're ugly, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to break your shit. I'm going to ruin your pastime or whatever. Wearing that legion mask not only hides their identities, but it also guarantees that they don't know who's under the mask. So you don't know if they're quote unquote ugly or not that's fair (laughs) that is uh i mean it makes sense they're like one of the there's a lot of mask uh having killers but they're one of the only ones that have like so many different kinds of masks yeah because like you know ghostface and huntress they're masks for the most part (laughs) for the most part they stay the same huntress has a few different animal ones yeah But they all have really differing, interesting masks. Julian Frank's masks are similar-ish, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think... I mean, they're not exact copies of each other. Um, but I think the the Frank mask, if memory serves, has both eyes open and a larger smile that's uh, blood splattered on like his right side. And I believe Julie's mask has one of the eyes more closed and the the blood is smeared across it differently. 
Mm. There, it would make sense that there's a similar though, I guess, if they're the ones kind of in a relationship. Yeah, they're they're the the item of the group, which I'm sure Frank does not view her in that way at all. I'm sure he does not care, but you know whatever keeps her. Whatever keeps her happy and stabby alongside him is probably That's, all he cares about. I was literally just reading his thing and like the comparison from reading Julie's who is like, he was everything. Like he, he was, you know, we were obsessed with him. We, this, we, that. And then going to Frank's and his be literally being like, I'm bored. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's wild. Just the tone difference in their, their lores and like the background and how they speak about each other. Cause like Susie obviously has a lot of fear in hers like when you hear about hers or like in her tome or like listening to voice recordings it's it's a lot of shyness and timidness and then you've got joey who's kind of like an enigma he's really confident in himself which we haven't gotten a a a tome with him yet but it'll be interesting i want to hear his voice because i think he's going to be like one of the cooler more badass voices um and then frank is like absolutely fucking bored with his life he's like i showed up in this town i found these people this chick's obsessed with me let's go kill some things um and then julie's like the she has the very mean girl prep attitude um like uh voice lines um in the tone or the way that it's read and it's so it's just interesting to see like i know they're four different people but the different personalities of one killer technically in dvd is just wild yeah yeah it's i i really like that they I feel like they kind of took a chance on the legion you know they were like well we're going to make a killer that is four people but they all fall under the same umbrella so they have at least some commonality in you know ideals and dress and not necessarily morals because again Susie's very does not want to be here does not want to be a part of it Um, but for the rest of them they all share kind of that same goal or the same stance about people that enables them to kind of shelf their morals for a time and just enable them to do these horrible things to people and it's um it's pretty wild looking like i put up like a picture of their masks looking at their masks how much their masks like fit the personality because like if you look at frank's masks they're very they're like stark white with some blood on them um he's got a smile in most of them a couple of them have like an x over the mouth but most of them have smiles um julie's are basically frank's just in worse shape um and like you said like some of the eyes are closed but they still have like smiles on them and stuff joey's is very like combat he has a lot the kind of comparison to like ghosts it's like um it's more of a like pullover than it is like a mask mask and then Susie's are completely sewn up because she was like forced into this so hers are like completely sewn up she has no mouth she has no eyes it's kind of neat to see the correlation of the mass to the the killer. Yeah, very like a kind of like a see no evil type thing for mm-hmm. for Susie, where like she's, I imagine she's probably in denial. You know, for as long as they've been in the fog, she's probably trying to rationalize to herself as best as she can, like. I'm not actually killing these people. I'm forced to do it because of the entity. It's not my fault. She's, you know, explaining Mm -hmm. away all the atrocities that she's doing. While Frank is obviously having a grand old time doing it. Um, Joey's probably in the same boat. He probably loves it. And Julie's doing it just to make sure that Frank still likes her. So whether she likes it or Mm -hmm. not is irrelevant, you know? Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, they're, they're like technical personalities. Like just the fact that... Frank's masks are generally untouched without, except for like smears of blood that he's like put on it. So like you can tell there's like, there's a little bit of struggle from his victims, but for the most part, he's got control. Julie has no control. There's blood all over her mask everywhere smeared. You can hardly make out the faces because she has no control. She's doing it for Frank and she's not strong. So she's got people fighting against her. Susie's is all closed up. She can't, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. And Joey's is like tactical. Like he's, he's, he knows what he's doing when he goes in and he's got a plan. So it's yeah. just, it is very, very cool to see it all and like how it unravels. I, I, have you ever seen the, the YouTube video somebody like hand created with like the good killers versus the bad killers and like what they would do if they had the chance to escape the fog or help survivors? No, I haven't. 
it's really neat it has a couple of like obviously like people like plague and huntress like huntress would probably kill all the men and not have a single you know glimpse about it but some of those like there's a lot of fan art of like her protecting mia and stuff Mm -hmm. and she you know she harmed the little girl she she captured and it wasn't intentional she just thought that's what she was supposed to do but she would in a sense tell me that huntress sees a bunny fung in the fog like put ourselves in huntress's shoes and she's not going to be like i'm going to protect that yeah come on that's me but smaller like right right so it, it makes me wonder when stuff like that happens like how if anything were ever like if we ever got like a a crazy lore break in the fog or like if things started to escape or things started to like come together in the entity or the fog how fast Susie would switch teams because yeah. she's I mean she you know she's a broken soul almost more than our some of our survivors are Yeah I kind of feel like if if something like that were to happen I feel like Susie not only would join the side of the survivors, but I feel like she would be, that would be her moment of now I'm willing to kill people. She would start attacking the other killers willingly Mm -hmm. because she's, you know, she's so over it. She's so done. She's been subjected to all these terrible things that have gone, you know, miles farther than anything she ever wanted. I think she'd go for Frank first. Yeah, absolutely. It would be so cool or so interesting to see. I'll send you that YouTube video. It's very cool, actually. Um, it was one of the first things that got me into lore because I was like, what if the killers had a chance to protect the survivors? Like, it would be crazy to see who would turn and help. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the whole lore of the fog is just so neat because there's so much what ifs. And, like, the whole Nick Cage thing today just brought so much together and I just, my mind is blown. Yeah, I, I still am, am so just in awe that they put Nick Cage in Dead by Daylight, it's you know? so good. I was so uncertain, but it, it's just so good. It, the memes are too good. Yeah, he's got some great perks. I'm I'm looking forward to getting on. I actually haven't been on a DVD today. I'm looking forward to getting on and playing around with Nick Cage. Yeah, you know, I, I think the only things that I really have left are, like, uh, in-game stuff. I mean, Legion, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Legion was actually a 110 killer when they were first released. Do what? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, so uh, when Legion first came out, they were 110%, so they were, you know, Huntress, Deathslinger, Spirit, Hag, Speed. Um, and they their frenzy only took them up to 125%. And they didn't gain the stacking speed buff, obviously, and they didn't have the insta-down potential on the fifth hit. Uh, Legion was a just a mess of a killer when they first launched. And uh, it took behavior... I don't know exactly how long. I don't remember when the patch was. But it took them a while to realize that having a killer that at the end of the day was still a basic M1 chase killer that was now 110% was crippling. They were basically unplayable. And that was when they moved them to 115% base speed and 130% frenzy. And then they did, you know, some minor shuffles back and forth here and there until eventually we got the version of Legion that we have now with the 5% speed on successful hit, the fifth uh, fifth hit insta-down, and what I think is a much better spread of add-ons overall. They, they launched when I was actively, cause I've been playing DVD since 2016 and they launched, but like my early years of DVD, I didn't pay attention to like gameplay statistics or like how things worked at all. I, you, I, you couldn't even have begged me to pick up a flashlight back then. Like I thought they were garbage. <laughs> um, so like it's, it's so neat to see like how far they've come. I think the the wiki page actually lists a lot of their buffs and nerfs. Um, so I imagine we could go on there and see how many crazy adjustments these guys have been through. Yeah, and it was, uh, I think one of the biggest things that they made that was a big quality of life for Legion was uh, way back when, when Legion dropped, anytime you canceled your frenzy willingly or you were stunned out of it or what have you, your whole power gauge disappeared. So if you were in frenzy for two seconds, the whole power gauge was gone and you had to wait the entire duration for it to come back. Oh my gosh. And they couldn't search lockers when they first came out uh, during Feral Frenzy. They were not allowed to open lockers. That's, you know, as a 75% survivor player, 
I don't see the harm in that. <laughs> but the twenty five percent of killing that I do, that would be very frustrating. Yeah, it was it was awful because you know killer instinct uh, is not stopped by anything in the game, and behavior has come out numerous times, and they have said we have no intentions of ever making a perk, an item, an add on, a character that can get rid of killer instinct because that targets specific killers incredibly hard and it makes those killers more difficult. So the early days of Legion, you would hit somebody, get your killer instinct, and you could see that there was somebody in the locker and do absolutely nothing about it because you couldn't open the locker. (laughs) (laughs) That is rough. That just stare at it. Yeah. Um, But it was a, uh, it was an interesting time because the the feral frenzy was shorter it was i think six or seven uh, seconds instead of the 10 that it is now uh the legion was also a 24 meter terror radius killer instead of 32 so they had less vision on their killer instinct Oof, Uh, that hurts yeah and they like i said they couldn't open lockers and uh their vaulting speed was much slower which at the time uh made sense you know the game was a a slower paced game things were not nearly as fast as they are now so having a killer that was first of all able able to vault pallets and windows faster than a regular killer was a big deal but it was still slow enough that it didn't drastically alter the pace of the game right and, that is, uh, they um, their their beginning stages were definitely rough. Oh yeah, it was awful. <laughs> and I uh, I I look back on it periodically just to like you know remember where Legion used to be and be very grateful for what we have now. Uh, there was a there was a point in time where. Legion, it's still possible now, but it's less likely, where when Legion would vault a pallet or a window, you could crouch next to the pallet or window, and because of the way that the killer vault worked, it put them so far on the other side that you could vault behind them. Oh my god. Uh, which does not happen now. Um, it still can if you are if you're inputting, you know, your W key or your forward on your controller joystick while you're vaulting, you will immediately take a step or two forward so people can still kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used to just be baked into the character. They could just immediately vault behind you. It was awful. That sounds awful. And yeah, and it was just, you know, they had a longer duration of their fatigue coming out of their frenzy. Their frenzy took longer to come back. They were in frenzy for a shorter time. Uh, and thank God it, it was changed very early on, but there was a, for I think two or three major patches, whenever a Legion would M1 somebody outside of Frenzy, it would deplete half of their power gauge. That is insane. So if you were just doing regular M1 chase killer things because you needed to down mm-hmm. somebody, you would be willingly giving up your frenzy because you would be attacking somebody and losing your meter. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it's And that's like their whole point is like the frenzy. Yeah. And it was it was so awful because you it it originally was their whole meter and then they toned it down to half and now it doesn't do that at all, but it was, you know, if you would down somebody and lose your whole meter, you'd pick them up, you'd put them on a hook, you'd have this slow, god-awful pickup animation, this super slow hook animation, and then you still wouldn't have your power back. So it, you were basically just playing Trapper, but sometimes you could run a little bit faster. Oh my gosh. And it's... I, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that behavior has at least paid enough attention to a generally lower tier killer to give them quality of life changes like that. Because I, I would not want to play original Legion in today's Dead by Daylight. Yeah, absolutely not. Especially with today and ages, uh, survivor perks and abilities, it would not be playable. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't playable then, but it definitely wouldn't be playable now. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they they gave them 
this really major overhaul, this total add-on pass, this complete like rework from the ground up of the power. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people are still, they still consider Legion to be a very, very weak killer. A lot of people, like when you see tier lists and things like that, they're like, oh, Legion's down here with like Trapper and Clown. And I think for the majority of people, that is probably true. I think if you are not a a seasoned Legion player, you're just, you know, casually playing, you have a daily or something, right? You're probably mm -hmm. not going to have a very good time. Um, right. But, you know, you dedicate some time to a killer like this and you'll start finding things that, that work and you'll start finding ways to account for their weaknesses. Uh, one of the first things that I did when their rework came through and their fatigue was shorter was I tested if you could drop behind somebody from like a second story window in your frenzy and be able to, you know, very quickly M1 them for the down. And there's a clip on my channel of me doing it on the new Haddonfield. There's a healthy survivor working on one of the gens upstairs. She vaults out a window after I have stabbed her. I immediately follow her and cancel on the way down and she gets zero distance and goes down which is not something that would have happened oh. with the old Legion. So you were able to cancel all of that on your fall the way down and then recover and hit her before she could get away. Yeah, because survivors nice. have that, you know, they have that crazy fall stagger when they when they drop from right, somewhere right, without balance delay. landing. Uh, killers don't experience that at all. And because you can vault faster as Legion, you take the first health state, you vault almost as fast as a survivor behind them, you cancel on the way down so that you're losing most of that fatigue time during the fall. And then what little bit is left, you're on, you know, 115 while the survivor is 100 at best and right. you catch up and very quickly down them, which uh, I, I feel like, again, that's something that not a lot of Legion players will do, but it can be the difference between losing a game and winning it, just getting yeah. that one down. Yeah, I play, I try and play, I play Joey's Cosplay Legion quite a bit. I love him. Yeah. Um, And I play it a lot more offline because so many people hate Legion right now. <laughs> so I'll play it <laughs> offline. Um, But I, I never thought to try something like that. So that's neat to know, like to think about using um, because a lot of people, not that, I don't think I've ever dropped out of a top story window against a Legion and been like, oh, I'm going to win that because it's Legion. Um, they yeah. can vault right out after me. You know what I mean? But that is something like you said that you know as a survivor i wouldn't have thought of like if i was gonna drop out i definitely wouldn't think of them coming out of their frenzy state so that's neat i'll have to keep that in mind next time i play yeah and it's Just given all the hints yeah you know little things like that and um one thing that i see a lot of people do that kind of drives me crazy on the inside a little bit is people who just absolutely refuse to frenzy on an injured survivor they're like, oh, well, they're already hurt. I'm not going to bother using my power and not taking a health state. And I'm like, okay, but you're still going to slow that survivor down because now they're going to have to mend. You're still going to get a shitload of information because you're either going to get heartbeats or you're not. And both tell you a tremendous amount about the state of the game. And yep. once you stab that survivor, if there's no heartbeats around, you catch back up with your faster speed. And then you cancel for three seconds. And if they don't find a pallet, they die. And you know mm. nobody's around for the flashlight save because you didn't hear any heartbeats. Yep. Um, so it, it is kind of a, a an interesting thing to watch people who either don't play Legion or play less Legion and are just so like afraid of using the power in a quote-unquote meaningless way, there is never a meaningless time to use your frenzy now that mm -hmm. it does not... Now that you don't lose the whole meter or even half of the meter when you cancel it, now that it just starts refilling from wherever it is, you can get all of that information and then down that person, know everything you need to know about the state of the game, and then go look for people afterwards. Okay, but the Legion that stared me in the face and frenzied me twice today and we stared at each other, that was a questionable way to use that <laughs> frenzy, okay? Yeah, my uh, my personal favorite thing is, is watching Legions who will frenzy on a survivor, hit them, 
catch back up to them and then hit them again and give them another speed boost while they go into fatigue because they double hit the same survivor. Yep. <laughs> he no, this this man literally chased me. This, so I was tunneled out of this game um to begin with. So it just wasn't a good use of legion. He wasn't using it to like to like get information. He was just using it for that initial hit. So he was a bit of a baby legion. But yeah. it was like it, it was it's whenever they they frenzy and they just double smack me, I just stare. I'm just like, what did we accomplish? <laughs> like, yeah, what, you know, what have you done this. here? Yeah. I love legions. A lot of them have personality uh, that I go up against. Like, a lot of them just are, like, either completely quirky. I've had one that, like, stares. Like, he's in frenzy and staring at me over a pallet. And we're just staring at each other. Like, I have a lot of funny legion stories. A lot of legion players really do have, like, great personalities. But I know legion's a pretty uh, controversial killer right now. Yeah, and it it's kind of interesting to to think about the way that Legion is now perceived because there was a point in time where if you went up against a Legion, you were, you know, laughing your way to 32,000 blood points because you knew Legion wasn't going to be able to do anything to <laughs> you. And uh, you know, and now they're just this this absolutely hated, reviled, you know, oh, we're going to be in this game for 45 minutes type of killer. Which, I'm sorry guys, Skull Merchant exists. Yeah. You could go against that instead. <laughs> Listen, I I try not to be mean about Skull Merchant because I understand that she's like, she has interesting game style, but she's just used a lot for that 3-gen protection. So it makes it, uh, you know, what did, the, what did somebody call her? Snore Merchant, I think, I, or something yeah. like that. I call her Dull Merchant. <laughs> because <laughs> it you know i i do like when you find a skull merchant who does not play that three gen style mm-hmm. um but the ones that just set up their three gen instantly it, it does feel like the legions who are less experienced who will just force people to mend and don't ever really end chases whether they're new to killer they're new to legion they don't get it um so you know they have problems ending chases it does feel very much the same where it's like this game is just going to stall out forever and we're never gonna get out and we're never gonna get points and like the lobby's gonna close which Mm -hmm. i thankfully have never been in a game like that i've never been in a legion game either as a survivor or as the legion that has taken so long that the lobby has shut out yep yep they I I never really mind um I never generally mind legions. A lot of people hate it because it's quote unquote mending simulator. Just the fact that you have to constantly be having to almost just be in that health state or heal state. But I like them. They they can be a lot of fun. I love playing them. It should be illegal how much fun they can be to play. Yeah, and I think uh I think a big thing too is if if you're going against a legion uh, this is a little, a little insider tip for y'all, if, if you don't know. Now that Legion has gotten their big change, don't mend while they're frenzying. That used to be the way to do it. You used to be able to just get stabbed, immediately start mending, finish your mend, and go work on a generator. Now, if a Legion frenzies on you and stabs you, don't even bother with the mend. Just go work on a generator, let that mend timer tick down, and then get off the generator and finish your mend in the last couple of seconds. Because if you mend immediately, you're just handing them their fifth hit down. Right. I actually, um, I was that fifth hit down the other day (laughs) because I was an idiot. Um, But I literally was sitting there and like he had hit me and then he was chasing all of my friends, obviously, because we're all gremlins. We're all in the same area. And I just like mended and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna hop back on this gen and didn't even realize I was handing him another another hit like i i was the reason my friend went down because now that i've mended that gives him another hit entirely on a fresh survivor and i was like i didn't even consider so it's very it's it's wild it's wild tactic yeah it's the that used to be the the way you did it because there was no lethality lethality legion wasn't a like a concern during frenzy you would just get your stab oh whatever mend for a little bit go hit a gen but now it's the total opposite now you just take your hit work on the gen for as long as possible. If they have any of the self-mend add-ons, you 99 your mend and then sprint so that the timer doesn't go down. Find somebody else. They finish your mend off for you so you don't have the the broken or the mangled and hemorrhaged or whatever, you know, insert add-on that they may mm-hmm. have here. 
there's a lot of ways to play around Legion, and I think most people are still viewing Legion as what they used to be, which is making it very hard for them to play around what Legion is now. Mm. That's fair. But other is than there... that, I think that was it. You know, it was I was just say, a is there any other stuff. gameplay? Do you have any other cool tips or tricks for anybody learning Legion? Uh, if you are learning... Do not be afraid to use your power. And I will say this about literally any killer in the game. If you ever come to my stream and ask me for tips about a killer, the first thing I will tell you is do not be afraid to use your power. If you have to throw 87 games in a row so that you understand how Feral Frenzy works, then throw 87 games in a row because the 87 games after that are going to be way better. Uh, if, if you have to sit there and try to understand what exactly 5% movement speed per stack gives you in terms of I can make it here but not to here, then do it. If you can visualize what that means roughly in your head, then you are in a much better place than a lot of Legion players who will see a heartbeat and either hyper-focus on it to the point where they're like, I'm going to get there, and then they run out of their power and they waste a bunch of time. Or they see a heartbeat and they go, that's way too far. I'm just going to cancel right now. But it was well within range. Right. Uh, so just don't be afraid to use your power. If if you can get those Feral Frenzy fifth hit downs, first of all, it's a great feeling. It's super rewarding. Uh, but it also, again, helps you understand the power. And there are some small things in game like the uh, the little like speed lines that come out from the sides of the screen get more and more intense the more stacks you get. And then they turn a very bright, very vivid red when you're on your fifth hit so that you know that you can just take somebody out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just don't be afraid to use your power. If, if you have to eat a bunch of pallets because you're not sure if you should, you know, do I respect this one? Do I go through it? How do these people play? Eat every pallet, bring enduring, do whatever you got to do. If you're, if you really want to learn the Legion, you have to be willing to make yourself look like a fool on the way there. Fear no pallet ever on any killer. <laughs> I hold W through everything. <laughs> no mind game ever. You just don't even just eat it. You'd be fine. If you eat a lot of pallets, if you consistently eat a lot of pallets, take spirit fury. It's fine. Yeah. It's um, a, a high fiber diet. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's been the hardest thing about learning killer has been not being afraid to use my powers because there's just powers that, you know, you walk in, you're like uncertain. And you're like, oh, well, maybe I just won't use it until I get used to it. Well, how are you going to get used to it if you don't try? So that is a really great tip. Yeah. Just making sure you use that power. Just go for it. That's what I tell people. Just go for it. Is there anything else you would like to say about Legion and or anything in or out of game or lore or anything like that with them? I don't think so. I think that covers it. I'm super glad that they got their Resident Evil skin, though. I'm glad that they have a hunk now. Yes, yes, it's very cool. Um, whenever I see, <clears throat> whenever I see him and the cosplay one for Joey, those two are my favorites. Uh, yeah, I love the the newest Joey fit that came out. The uh, I don't remember what the set's called, but it came out with like the the retro future Dwight and uh, Claudette. I have not seen that one. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's a new. It's another Joey skin, and it's got this really cool like. Uh, like painted high vis knife and it almost looks like a oh, ghost face skin. It's like the blue one, right? Like the iridescent one. It has like the X on it and stuff or no? Not not that one. It's it's a uh it's it's all like black and brown. It's all very muted tones. Mm. Um but it is a a very ghost face looking skin. Joey has that same kind of like shawl that ghost face has. No, I don't think I've seen it. I need to find it now. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites up there with Hunk Legion, which is like my default. So if you see a Hunk Legion in game, it might be me. And if you see the cosplay one, it's me. If you hear a bulldog breathing, that's me. If it looks <laughs> like uh, Raz is walking towards you menacingly and really he's running, it's the Hunk, hunk skin. <laughs> yeah, I, when are they going to fix that, honestly? I don't know. He <laughs> looks like he's running on like one of those Twilight treadmills, like at hyper it's, speed, it's but awful. not really going that fast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. <laughs> he just slides around. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's mortifying. I think that's probably scarier than the actual killer itself. 
Yeah. It's terrifying. I feel like that man's just like, he looks like he's booking it and he's just gliding along. Yeah, he is cruising. Oh, it sends me. Well, um, if you would, please replug yourself. Tell us where we can find you, where we can get more great Legion killer tips, and anything you've got coming up that's cool or that you would like to tell us about. Yeah, so uh, you can find me at It's Raz on Twitch, on YouTube, and I am It's Raz TTV on Twitter. Um, as far as anything coming up, any major events or anything like that, I don't have a lot. Um, I will be going very hard on Texas Chainsaw when that drops. Thank all of you for listening so much. Um, this month was a very difficult month, and I appreciate your patience on us being a little bit late on this episode. I will be doing my best to get the next episode out on time. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your month, and I'll see you next time in the fog. Be careful out there. <laughs>